Hey guys, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, as always, Aaron. Uh, back in the studio after uh, last week's fun game with Rytopia Lab. I hope that you guys enjoyed that. Uh, this week, we have uh, several folks and friends from Shadow Traffic. Why don't you guys all say hi and introduce your names for us? Hi, my name is Jonah. Uh, I am one of the founders of Shadow Traffic. Hello, my name is Keegan. I'm uh, just a member of Shadow Traffic. If you lean a little more to the mic, Keegan. Uh, name's Keegan. I'm just a member of Shadow Traffic. Right. Hi, my name is Alex, and I'm also a member of Shadow Traffic. And I'm Devin, and I just learned about Shadow Traffic today, and I'm excited <laughs> to learn about it. She's our uh, gaming moral support for, yeah. the, for the day. I'm more of the gaming person and new yeah. to the Shadow Traffic. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, so why don't, Jonah, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, what Shadow Traffic does? Uh, Shadow Traffic throws free events around New York City, mostly in public spaces. We like to tie together some interstitial spaces of the urban landscape. We do wacky, silly, zany stuff like our upcoming competitive winter picnicking event, March 1st at Fort Green Park. Uh, we also do kind of loud celebratory cathartic events like burning of grievances, which happened in December. Uh, and we are the stewards of a terrific tradition called the Lost Horizon Night Market, where box trucks contain fun, immersive experiences on a uh, chosen street at a chosen time. And you show up and you do your thing. And if you want to bring a box truck with something in it, that's on you. What are the kind of things that are in those box trucks? Uh, you know, we've had some some interesting philosophy games like Machiavelli and Cheese, uh, in which you know the um the what is it the the ends decide the cheese. Uh, we've had uh, a mystery grilled cheese truck by the same people who you know you have to figure out what is in the grilled cheese. Very cheese and mm, very dairy. Yeah. One year I made the prices right in the back of a truck, and we had a showcase showdown wheel and plinko and a price guessing game. Oh my goodness. You're just missing. You're just missing the yodeler. The yodeler. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this night market happens every year, around the same time. Uh, yeah, it happens every year. It happens different times. This year will be March 9th. Uh, sorry, May 9th. May, May 9th. 9th. Yeah. Okay, something to look out for in the far distant future. But first is this um, picnic competition. <laughs> Yeah, competitive winter picnicking uh, can get fairly serious. There are many prizes to give out. So it's, you know, one of those things where everyone is a winner uh, like six times over. Um, <laughs> the best uh, drink is often a heavy competition. And uh, the last last year, the winner was the, the warm and stormy, which was a really tasty, hot version of a dark and stormy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Alex, you said that you had uh, something planned. You were talking about it just as we were going in for uh, the competition. What were you planning on doing? Uh, yes, this year my team is going to be hibachi. And so one of the the categories is best uh, picnic game. So we're going to have bocce ball as well as doing hibachi um, tricks with our food. So do you have <laughs> to practice these tricks ahead of time? Like No. We probably won't, and then the food will probably end up on people's faces, but that's kind of the fun of it, I think. Wow. <laughs> so these are really, um, those are really opportunities for anyone who wants to be creative to just meet people and hang out and try something new and get yeah. creative. Yeah, get creative, get competitive. Um, we really kind of like, one of our mottos is, uh, show us your weird, we'll show you ours. <laughs> Uh, just because like everybody wants to be outlandish and strange and accepted. And uh, we just want to provide a platform for that expression. That's awesome. And um, how long how long have you been a part of how long have you all been involved in shadow traffic? So shadow traffic started two years ago. Uh, two years ago. Yeah. And we kind of uh, the sort of unifying thing that happened for for the two founding partners um Jacqueline, Kate, and I went on a cross-country road trip where we did Lost Horizon night markets in a bunch of different cities across the country and joined a West Coast team of artists who did uh, night markets as well in other cities. And when we got back, we uh, applied for a Burning Man Global grant to do more night markets between New York and Philly to kind of connect those two cities. Uh, and we won the award 
uh, we won the grant, but they didn't tell us until a year later. Uh, so that was, that was a fun experience being like, oh, I, I guess we actually did win this thing that we thought we lost, but nobody told us. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like sometimes the best things are by surprise, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so uh, that's so interesting that it only started two years ago. It was just why, like, why then? Why two years? I mean, it, it really had to do with this grant because we won this grant. We did, uh, we brought some New York artists to Philly to do night market trucks and, and met, you know, Philly artists there. And then vice versa. We, we brought Philly artists over to New York. Uh, and we had, when it was all over, we had something that artists never have, which was leftover money. Uh, and so we just rolled that into a process where we decided we were going to do four free events a year and, um, have a membership, um, structure that's on this really amazing platform called with friends. Uh, to date, we have 68 sustaining members who donate monthly or annually, uh, as, in a, as low as $3 a month. Um, and so that really just helps us, you know, pay artists uh, a small commission stipend to, you know, create work or to give out cash prizes at competitive winter picnicking mm -hmm. or to, you know, get tacos for when we're like really pulling like an eight hour day and <laughs> need to like, you know, sustain ourselves and the, the amazing volunteers who come and help out. That's awesome. I just I, I really think it's cool because the idea of of kind of organizing and also like meeting other people who enjoy the thing that you enjoy is like really important and actually really hard to do. Um, so I, the fact that this exists makes, I think it's really, really cool. Um, yeah, thanks. It's, it is really nice just like making, cause a lot of our friends work in event production and we make silly events for each other and we just, you know, make just little things happen uh, among our small group of friends, but we want to always expand that circle and so it's really nice being able to just like we do an event and it becomes a tradition and in some ways it becomes easier every year. Sometimes it gets harder every year, but that kind of inspires other people to be like, oh, there's this event that I want to do. Uh, and so like, you know, Keegan, for example, just an hour ago when we were meeting up was like, hey, there's this event that I want to do in March and I want to help him do his event and just have some weird new fun times. Yeah. Keegan, what are you thinking of doing? Um, for this March, I have uh, one event, which is going to be sort of a uh, extremely vibrant, colorful tea party um, <laughs> where everyone's going to be required to wear bright hues and vibrant colors. Everything's going to be extremely colorful. The food's going to be all cube shaped and like little, no matter what the food is, it'll, I'll get like strawberries cut into cubes and they'll all be identical. So it'll also be like a little okay. um, kind of tasting party as well. Huh. Um, another event I'm currently working on, not necessarily from March, but more towards the future is a don't choose your own adventure party. Um, okay. <laughs> where the, the main premise of this party, the, you start off by choosing a name and then you have to buy an entire outfit for that person for under $20. And so uh, they don't even get to choose their own outfit for this party. Oh my goodness. So someone else chooses it for them. And then throughout the party, um, you could, uh, I haven't really worked this part out yet, but like I was thinking you could get a dice or something like that. Mm -hmm. And every single time you were going to do something, you would have to roll that and that would decide what you did. For instance, if you went to the went to the bar to get a drink, there'd be a list of drinks and it would be a one through twenty die. And you'd have to roll to see what drink you exactly. got. Exactly. Oh my god. You would goodness. have no choice. It was it would just be completely at random. That sounds honestly like so much fun. Um obviously speaking as someone who, you know, is a gambling nerd, I'm one hundred percent about it. Um, but I think that sounds like a really cool thing. So I hope that that comes into play how can people um how will people know if it happens like is there a place where they can find this these announcements this information tell them where to go yeah so shadow traffic productions.com is our website um if you look us up on instagram shadow traffic we love to promote our friends events uh and uh if you go to our website you can sign up for the mailing list and we send uh you know an email once every two months um you know on average i would say so you can just stay in touch with us that way. Fabulous. Okay. Well, um, unless there's anything else, I think we should start getting into gaming here. I think I've got some people itching for story. <laughs> uh, so let's get in. But of course, before we do, I have to go through a number of different little reads slash reminders. As I do every Sunday, I'm going to remind you again that 
we are in the middle at Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, we are in the middle of a Drive to Five fundraising campaign. So in May, Radio Free Brooklyn turns five. Uh, we need to raise $25,000 so we can continue bringing you commercial-free independent radio for another five years. Um, now, because we think raising money should be fun, each month we'll bring listeners fun challenges with some great prizes. Uh, again, this month's challenge is a quiz uh, to find out just how well you know Bushwick, the neighborhood where we are based out of. Um, so the top five scores will win a limited edition five-year anniversary T-shirt. Uh, and please enter uh, Gameplay Radio as your favorite show when taking the quiz. And I'll get the prize as well. You can list other people's shows, but come on, you're listening to me right now. Um, take the quiz, make a donation, or find out more at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash drive to five. Or if you just want to call us and say happy birthday or tell us why you love us uh, and send give love that way instead of with money, you can dial 718-673-8201 and leave a message. It could be played on air. Um, and we'd love for that to happen. So please check that out. And of course, all of our contributions are tax deductible. So uh, get that in there. Um, so thank you for that. I would also love to note um, the friends from the Brooklyn Strategist who uh, were here just a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so thrilled to say we'll be coming back on in a month, Woo! Um, have actually asked me to kind of promo this, and I think it's such a cool thing that I want to kind of put it out there as another fun thing that can that you can do as a nerd uh, who wants to game. Um, Brooklyn Strategist is presenting this evening called Vines and Valentines. It's a role-playing and wine-tasting event at the Brooklyn Strategist in Carroll Gardens, um, or in Cobble Hill, I should say. Uh, es essentially, you explore the many different types of love through a selection of GM-less indie RPGs, all while enjoying the delicious creations of uh, My Vino. So bring your friends, your other your siblings, or just yourself. That's February 15th, so the day after Valentine's Day at 6.30 p.m. You do have to be 18 plus uh, and, of course, over 21 to drink the wine. Uh, let's not get them in trouble now. Um, but, yeah, if you can check that out, check that out. In the meantime, I think it's time that we get into gaming. What do you guys think? I am very ready. Psyched. <laughs> Great. Well, how about we get on in here with a bit of music? There we go. And how about you guys introduce your characters? Well, actually, let me introduce everyone to the game we're playing because it's not Dungeons and Dragons today, people. It's a game called, I'm so excited, I'm bouncing. Um, <laughs> she, she is bouncing. I literally bounced. Um, it's a game called Wake. It was created by my favorite one-shot RPGer, Grant Howitz. Please recognize me. Um, and... It's just this really fun game where essentially our players are these basically people who have fallen into a deep sleep or a coma in real life and have woken up in this alternate reality called the ward. The description of the ward is that it's a stitched together warren of hospital corridors, flickering fluorescent light bulbs, and dusty waiting rooms um, with windows to a vast and suffocating grayness. Uh, when you fall into a coma, you come here, you stay until you find a way to wake up or you die. Um, the place also is mostly hospitals, um, bedrooms, temples, and if you go deep enough, caves. But because it's very hospital-like, that's why it's called the ward. Um, it's also occupied by these creatures that used to be humans but decided to stay in the ward and become powerful, and they are called the sleepers. Um... The sleepers are described as souls uh, that are slick with sin and power, and they trail specters behind them as they walk. They don't want people to wake up and because they want to rule here forever with their, uh, basically with them being their food and sustenance. So this is the creepy world that these characters have found themselves in, and why don't we let them introduce themselves? Uh, we'll start on my left. Uh, well... Call myself bags. I every time I look in a reflective surface, I just see these enormous bags under my eyes, and and all I remember, I don't remember a lot from my life, but 
punching bags I would always come back to, just hitting them and hitting them and hearing the chains dangling around. Hmm. Interesting. My name is Roscoe. I don't know where I am or how long I've been here, but I see markings on the side of the wall where I'm at, and there's quite a few days scratched into it. Uh, I can't quite count all the days it's wrapping around the room, so I'm not really sure how long I've been here. My name is Lily, and I know I've been here for quite a while, and I look forward to doing whatever I can and using whoever I can to get out of here, either willingly or accidental. Hmm. My name is Alz, and I've just found myself in this place, and I really have no idea what's going on, and I'm just trying to get back to a place that I remember. Great. So, Bags, Roscoe? Yes. Bags, Roscoe, Lily, and Els, you have all found yourselves in the ward, and there has been some recent activity. There is a prophet, supposedly, within the ward called the Mother. And you've never met this person, but you do know that they exist and that they are usually very hard to find. But while she's usually secret, now she's not being because she has announced that she knows the secret to waking. Um, Because that this secret is basically known by everyone in the ward, the ward has turned even into even more of a chaotic mess. People are fighting more than usual out in the open, sabotaging each other and battling to be the first to get to the mother, to know her words of wisdom so that they can get out. Everyone is trying to get to her. Um, But, Bags, you know because you know uh, Santiago, who also uh, lives in the ward and is an enforcer for the sleepers, that the sleepers have been planning to seal all of the routes to the mother, um, because they don't want anyone to get her knowledge, of course, um, but only after amassing enough power to from those who have been left dead in the struggle to um, get to her. So basically, they're trying to flirt with the lines there. They want people to fight over this woman, but also to not reach her. So you also understand from that that getting to her you have to do it quickly before the seals are in place. Um, you four have created a unit of sorts um, to try and protect each other and also while trying to find a way out. Um, you have a feeling that the only way to get to the mother is together. Um, and that's that's the setup for the game. <laughs> uh, people who don't know the premise for the playing of the game, these people have... Uh, D12s that they're going to roll based on a number of traits that they have and they're going to roll these dice uh, to see whether they are successful or fail or not Um, and depending on what happens they could cause collateral or fail so badly that they cause me to have uh, banes now essentially banes take the form of uh, a deck of cards because we're also playing with dice and cards today um And these cards essentially mean that whenever they roll, if I have a bane, I can add or subtract a number from their roll to change what happens. So that is one of the aspects of the game. Another is that um, I will have, that each of them have this deck of cards called the dream deck. These are face down. Whenever they want to do something that is not part of their general traits, they can choose to dream and pull one of the cards from that deck. Uh, but when they do so, I get to control their character and say what happens during that roll. Now, because of this as well, when they pull this card, they get to hold on to it. And when they've pulled all five of their dream cards, they essentially can play against me a hand of poker. And whoever wins that round gets to either escape or if I win, they die. So there's a lot at stake here. Um, a lot of competition against the GM. Sorry, guys. Um, no, but- I'm sorry for you. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> uh, but we're going to see how this goes. So you know the setup. You guys are in your a home base of sorts, um, a hospital-type room, of course. Uh, it's quiet in here because sound moves like a river in the ward. Uh, kind of flows around in and through things in odd ways. 
But you know that there will be um, chaos outside the door. What do you do? Well, I recommend our strongest and most handsome person check on it first. Uh, I'm actually aware that although there's a number of doors that lead into this room, um, if I remove this tile uh, underneath the beds back here in the corner, uh, I know that there's a secret path back there. It's one of my traits. So that's going to be my first move. Your trait is knowing... Uh, I can sense secret paths. Sense secret paths. All right, see if you can find the right tile. So All right. roll that d12. Uh, uh, that's a 16 total. A 16 total? Okay. Um, well, a 16 counts as just a straight-up success, so nothing else to worry about there. You uh, easily, like, you kind of look around, you can easily find a tile that looks like it has some, like, dirt, like, around the edges, and you kind of, like, dig under it with your hands, and you pull it out, and yeah, there's a tunnel under there. All right, who's with me? I mean, there's nowhere to go but through, so, uh, yeah, I guess we all have to be with you. I'm in. Yes. Okay. You head on down uh, underneath into this tunnel. Uh, you hear the echoes of battles around you and underneath, like uh, like above you, like from people like fighting and shouting and general like things happening. And you seem to have bypassed it. And you're traveling along and it's dark. And you keep traveling. And it's getting darker having trouble seeing what's happening, but you're continuing to move forward. Um, when you start to have this sense that there might be something in front of you. Keep moving. Well, I'm, I'm at the front of the pack uh, and I try to whisper to the line behind me if anybody has a lighter or a flashlight. I can pull out a lighter. I'm allowed to. Sure. <laughs> I most certainly would have a lighter. I'll hand you a lighter. All right. I'll... Careful. It was a gift from someone I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll uh, flick that lighter. Uh, do I know what I see? So what you see in front of you are these. Um, it seems like you have found the you. What you see in front of you are these specters, like things that seem to be. Uh, in control by the sleepers in a way. Um, and these specters are kind of digging out and around to the sides. They're like, seem to be like digging and carving something. They don't really seem to be aware of you right now, but they are kind of gouging through and moaning and just kind of focused on their task. But they are there with long claws. Can we get a feeling like if we try to advance? Would they take notice, or are they going to stick to what they're doing? Um, I mean, it depends on how if you want to try to be sneaky, or if you want to pass through. If you just trudge through, they will probably, you know, see you. My, my main trait is manipulative. If I can manipulate the situation and figure out a way to manipulate it in the way that we can get by best, would that make sense? They seem to already be ignoring us. So. But I'm worried about, like, if we get too close, if they'll stop ignoring us. I happen to know someone who talks to specters. Oh. Hmm. Um. Okay. So that knowledge would probably help you in knowing how to talk to them yourself. So if, so would I be able to speak to them if I know someone who, someone else who does? Um, I would say I it would be rudimentary, but yeah, like I don't think it would be a full conversation, but maybe you could use that knowledge to try to you know say something to them do we want to speak with them or should we I mean it kind of sounds like uh, you might be able to combine forces if you if you could teach um, Lily Lily you know maybe a communicative measure and, and she had that ability to manipulate the situation I like that I can teach you can I teach her how to speak to 
Sure, I would say roll. So I would okay. roll that dice and uh, add what you know. Got a one. Oh, plus... you rolled a one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wait, so... What's your What's your drawn but card? Do I also get to add to the card? Well, or if she yeah. rolls you, you a can one add... or twelve, she uh, oh, right. has to replace one of the relevant so, cards. So the action still stands, but since you rolled a one on the dice, that means that. Um, your card changes. So while you have this knowledge and you do know this person, um, your understanding of what he said to you kind of warps in your mind a little bit and you don't really remember it in the same way. Uh, I want you to uh, draw this card. (laughs) What does it say? It's a five of diamonds. Okay, so that is your new number for that trait. Okay. It was a 13. Well. Now it is a five. Now it is a five. And uh, as you're trying to speak this, it turns into a five. So that's five plus one is a six, which unfortunately is a failure, uh, which does give a bane to me. Uh, So it is a two of clubs. So keep in mind that I can um, subtract that from your roll at any time. You don't need to, though. (laughs) I don't need to, but I can. Um, And so you have this. And uh, unfortunately, because it's a failure, uh, basically, it's like the knowledge has gone from you. You're trying to kind of explain how, like, they kind of gesture and talk with, like, the moans and the whispering, and it's just not coming across. While she's trying to describe it to me, I'm just like, "Uh, oh, mm -mm, no, (laughs) I don't get it. Yeah. I think I'm going to just at least try to distract them. I'm worried about, like, if they're busy and we try mm-hmm. to walk by they're gonna turn their attention to us so I'm gonna just up front be like well hello okay and try to manipulate them and distract them so they can sneak by and then I'll try to get by so you're trying after. to distract them by just being there yeah trying to talk to them just in English okay see what happens uh so roll roll your manipulation I'll say roll your n- manipulation to see like yeah that's the 12. That's a 12? Yep. Uh, that's a 12 total? Nope, that is a... Tw- I rolled a 12. Okay, so as you're doing it, um, because you rolled a 12 on the other side, again, you are trying to be manipulative, but suddenly you feel, like, awkward or something, and you do have to take a new card. Ooh. What's the new stat? So it's 10. Okay. So the new stat is 10. It was 9. So now the roll is 22. Um, okay, that is success with collateral, uh, which means I take a bane. Um, so now I that was a four of hearts, so now I can add four to your roll at any time. So essentially, you succeed in, you walk up to them and you get this distraction and they do, they turn and they look at you. Um, but as they do so, um, one of them like is startled and kind of like scrapes against the side like of the wall in a way that like it causes like part of it to cave in. Ooh. So like getting through there, you're going to have to like getting past is going to be a lot more difficult um, and require a bit more ingenuity. So I succeeded at least in getting past. them past? You, you d- succeeded in distracting them, okay. um, but they're going to have to um, tread carefully to get past. You're welcome. All right, I get down uh, in an army crawl <laughs> and and continue to try to move forward. Okay. Um, I'm so used to doing Dungeons and Dragons where I you know. just like <laughs> roll like roll for stealth. Um, but I would say, yeah. I mean, I guess. Do you think you, I have to dream for that because it well, really so it's a success. So I'm gonna say that you guys can go through, but I think it's that. Um, you can't come back. Like, this cave is, like, about to collapse. Okay. Anyway. That's better than nothing. Yeah. With the sleepers, are they uh, the human as well? Or um, the specters, you mean? No, not the specters. Oh, the, the, the sleepers. sleepers. So the sleepers are, like, kind of human, kind of not right now. They're, like, a little bit more than human. They're very powerful. Aren't they, Can, the, aren't they like, the coma people who decided to stay? Yes. Yeah. But they decided to stay because they could get this power from the people who have also come here. Can I uh, sort of... Pretend and just be deceptive towards the sleeper or towards the uh, specters and act like a sleeper, kind of walking through. The area. Um, you can certainly try. 
Alright. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely rolling somewhere. Oh, I hope the mice picked that up, though. It's really funny. I hope so, yeah. I rolled an 11, and I also have a 12 added to that. So, uh, that's a lot. Yes. Okay, uh, that's success with major collateral. Um, but I'm going to use, for your benefit, I'm going to use um, this minus two. So it becomes just a success with straight up collateral. All right. Thank you, DM overlord. You're welcome. I can be nice. You just wanted to get rid of that too because that's, oh, actually, no, that, that doesn't add to your poker hand. Never mind. No, no. Well, I did put it back at the bottom of the deck. Maybe I'll put it in a discard for now. Um, but I do get to draw poker, one but... new collateral, one new Bane because it's successful with collateral now instead of major. And I just pulled a jack, which is uh, plus 10. We or no, minus 10. So. I can fail. I can fail you hard now. Um, so you do succeed in seeming like a um, a sleeper. You kind of have this kind of method about you um, as you pass through. But as you're passing through, uh, it does mean that they are going to start to follow you. What the hell did you do, man? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this would work. All right, well, we're still on track. Uh, I think that up ahead, there's an area um, that is sort of behind enemy lines. It's uh, a bit of a regrouping zone for some of the specters. Uh, I believe there might be sleepers in that area. So I have a question. Yeah. Uh, I know Fong who makes weapons. Mm -hmm. Does that mean I can just be like carrying um, I would say that you would have, hmm, well, so you're underground, I'm not sure how you would find Fong. I would say, um, you have a knowledge of how weapons can be used, so you can, like, identify them in, like, identify, like, you can find, like, objects and make them, like, kind of as weapons. Oh, okay, around, so I can't like, just pull, like, a... a small little handgun from my garter belt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, honestly, I'll let you have a handgun. Oh my god, yeah. perfect! Okay. So when when you mention the sleepers, I'll be like, I'll pull my dress up slightly and just pull out this tiny little like mother of pearl inlaid handgun, tiny gold. Mm -hmm. Be like, oh, uh, I'm not too worried about that. How many uh, how many chambers you got in there? What six? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, why don't you roll for that? Actually, if Did, I roll I a twelve, I'll have, have twelve chambers. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> That this is for who I know? Uh, yeah. That is a 9 plus a 12, which is meh. 21. 21, thank you. <laughs> 21. Okay, uh, so I'll say that um, it's a success with collateral, but instead of just drawing a bane, this is when I get into the hinky rules part of the games, which is what I usually do. Um, essentially, you do have, like whatever, 21 rounds. Nice. But uh, four of them will explode on you. <laughs> so... Uh, the, the terrible gun. Yeah. <laughs> Fong, four of, the, four of them like will backfire. Fong is a friend of yours, or...? <laughs> I mean, we have a... Fong's not perfect. <laughs> we have a little, little bit of a tainted past. I've been here for a while. I see. Well, I want to... Uh, remove the grate from the area that uh, I believe we can have better access to the mother. Okay, so uh, you're going up and out of grounds. Uh, as you're passing through, more and more specters are uh, following Roscoe around and um, it's becoming a little difficult to... <laughs> I mean, they're starting to kind of give the rest of the party like looks... Like, Thanks, who the fuck are these guys? Uh, and they're starting to get a little hissy. In any way, can I command these specters? Or... Um, you could try. It depends on what you do. I want to hold on to them for now. I want to use them kind of as a personal army, if you will. Okay. For just a little while. You're, you're going to do that? You um, Okay, so you pop up out of the land and you actually do find yourselves um, 
by bypassing and by having these kind of specters around you, you seem to have, um, with the luck of that success um, with this underground tunnel, have found yourself actually, you think, pretty close to where the mother must be. And the way that you know this is that um, you pop out and you see this, like, deep tunnel, this, like, weird kind of warped hospital tile floor, but the rest of it are, like, these, like, dirt walls and um it seems like you see that there are a lot more specters in this area and you see far off some sleepers who are like standing there seemingly waiting for something but it, like it's like the specters are all over this tunnel like digging preparing should we try to speak to them again um i have sort of knowledge of a, a person who happens to know sirens calls or banshee calls um, wondering if this might help in this situation to either drive away the specters or possibly distract them towards another area. Or it could call more of them. Hmm. I would say hmm. a banshee singer is someone who knows how to kind of scream, sing so loud it hurts people. I think that's more of an attack kind of a thing. Um, so if you want to use that, you certainly can. But it would be very aggressive. I, I feel like at this stage we might want to um, try a little more uh, deception or communication. I You're agree. also welcome to do anything else outside of your realm of traits, just a reminder. You do eventually have to dream in order to uh, get your cards. To... I would like to try to order my specters that are following me back into the grate and then close the grate behind them so they can't continue to follow. So you're ending our thriller video. Thriller! <laughs> Which is probably a good plan because they're starting to like kind of close in on your friends a little bit and they're like getting <laughs> really like weirdly creepy about it. Um, so are you using one of your traits to do that or are you? Yes, I'm using deception. All right, roll. Eight plus 12, so it's 20. 20, that's a success with collateral. <laughs> uh, so that's now I have a seven. Um, so that's a 20? Yes. So you do succeed in getting them to... Um, they do tend to, like, they go down into the tunnel, but as you do so, um, you have this command, and several of the other specters in the area mistake it as a command for themselves, and they start uh, flying down as well. And as you look, kind of, like, look out, like, you see that um, one of the sleepers is now looking in your direction. I want to quickly close the grate behind me to make sure that the uh, specters can't get out, hopefully. Uh, maybe. I mean, unless you try to secure it in some way. Do we have anything that we can secure this with, guys? Uh, I'm a little concerned about the sleeper up ahead. Um, I want to kind of uh, carve off a, a cache of these specters and just, like, dream up a command that that can send the specters at the sleepers who are guarding our next uh, our next move. Okay. You're dreaming up, I'm sorry, a spell? Uh, it's sort of like a, a powerful command. Okay. Yeah. Um, like great. a Skyrim shout? I haven't played it, but uh, I believe you. And you're dreaming of a command to, I'm sorry. To, uh, to send the specters to attack the sleepers that are guarding oh, interesting. the door. Okay. Um, well, then I think it's time for you to succumb to the dream. I'm I want you to... to Roll your dice and pull one of the cards from your dream deck. Oh, that rolled really far. <laughs> Looks like a six. That's a six plus. Okay. Yeah, what do we add to dream Eight. rolls? The the dream the, oh, the thing, thing you from the dream right. deck. So that's a 14. That's a solid success. That is a straight up yes. success. So as you kind of release kind of the control over kind of your focus of yourself in this world um, and all these kind of like whispering sounds around you like you're full in this river of sounds um, kind of like hits you and all of a sudden like this command like comes out of you and you um, you go up and you uh, <laughs> go up to the nearest uh, specter and you kind of whisper to them and that whisper somehow travels amongst like all of them and the specters start to kind of 
turn towards the sleeper and move towards it. Um, and you uh, continue to whisper and you actually move um, forward towards the sleeper yourself uh, into their direction. I'm going to follow close behind just to make sure it's uh, not alone up there. Okay. I'm going to cock my gun. I, I don't know what kind of guns you need to cock or not, but... <laughs> it's a fantasy gun, you know. Yeah. It's a it's a dream gun, so... Fair. Yeah. It's small enough to, like, fit in a garter belt, but also has 21 right. rounds. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm I'm just going to, like, Charlie's Angel style also follow. All right. Okay. I'm also following behind. Great. So, you do this. Um, <laughs> as this is all happening, you see that the specters are now, like... They started slowly towards the specter, but now they've, like... Towards the sleeper, but now they've, like picked up the pace and now they're like going in for a full charge towards the sleeper and they are going at it. The sleeper is of course defending themselves. They're very strong. You can't really of course you can't really see what kind of uh, gender they are. They're kind of like this kind of amorphous humanoid shape at this point. Um, but they seem to be battling with all of these specters like scraping and clawing and uh, your friend Bags is also in there trying to scrape and claw as well when he uh, comes back to himself. Um, but yeah, this like battle is like raging. It seems like uh, the specters are doing okay, but they're losing a number right now. How's he looking? Uh, the sleeper is looking uh, like they're very focused. Well, I mean, like, like how does Bags look after how does that bags scrap? Um, you know, Bags looks, you know... A little, a little beat up, but is still, you know, still kicking. So while this is all happening, I highly recommend we not be here anymore. Yeah, we we can definitely slip past and, uh, well, can we slip past and get into the door or is this whole kind of battle raging right in front of our next pathway? It's right in front of the path. I want to try to attempt a uh, banshee scream at directed straight towards the sleeper. Okay. Cool. Go ahead and give it a try. It's a three plus seven, so solid ten. <laughs> a solid ten. Um, failure with a benefit. Failure with a benefit. But I'm also going to uh, subtract seven. And so that's going to turn into a two that's or a set or a three. And um, that's going to become an abysmal failure. I'm sorry. What did uh, they do to you? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to try it, guys. <laughs> um, okay. So now I have a 10 and a five here. Um, but that also means that um, as you kind of try to screech, it kind of like gets stuck in your throat and uh, you can't talk for a little like you're like you physically you can say like you can say things here in the studio but your character cannot speak okay mm-hmm. well um I'm gonna just start shooting then okay yeah uh go for it that's the roll roll yeah for I guess you what know. you know yeah. yeah uh that is a 18 an 18 yes um that's a success. I know. So, um, yeah, so you're shooting, you're aiming at the sleeper, and you are helping. Like, the sleeper does seem to be, like, weaker than it was before. It's still up, but um, the specters, like, there are a few of them dying off right now as the sleeper takes these rounds, like, right in the chest. I'm just going to keep popping off until we have a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone else want to try any other attacks to help these specters? Uh... So I, yeah, I, I'm worried about these explosive rounds that oh, might yeah. be coming up. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to try to like grab a rock or a boulder that's close by and just charge in with that just over my head and just smash it down over the over the sleeper. Right, because one of your traits is brutal, right? Yes, I am quite brutal. Okay, brutal away. <laughs> Okay, that is a 17. That's a 17? Yeah. Um, you know, well, hmm. 
I'm going to... What am I going to use here? I'm going to add four. Wow, So it's a success, but with collateral. So I get another one of these. And so I can add three at any time. Um, so uh, you do... Um, you shoot off this explosive round uh, at this sleeper, but as a result, you do end up shooting some of the specters as well. Like you do, like the boulder hits some of the specters and the sleeper. Oops. Well, I feel like that was a group effort of accidents. <laughs> Can I, which is, the, what's the specter and what's the sleeper again? Uh, the sleeper is uh, the creepy like commander and the specters are the ghosts. So the specters are kind of, just innocent. They're not really mean. We don't I, know yet. I, I mean, guess. they have like vicious claws and they seem pretty... Okay. But we don't know yeah. what their moral yeah. standing is. No, we don't like <laughs> really. We could I always mean, ask. You could ask them if you knew how to talk to them. I mean, I do know how to... Yeah. Well, I know someone who knows how to talk to specters. You're just not great at teaching other. I'm going to look around <laughs> for something I could possibly find to uh, get in on this fight with. You're going to look for something to get in on this fight with? Yeah, it's like a like an item or something I could possibly use as a weapon. Okay, uh, are you going to dream that or are you going to use one of your... I'll dream it. Okay, go ahead and dream it. <coughs> that is an eight plus seven. An eight plus seven. That's a success. That's a success. Okay, yeah, you find... Um, as you kind of open yourself again to the realities of this, you're kind of digging around and you um, you manage to find, well, yeah, what would you like to find? I would like to find uh, something to keep me a little bit at distance, but still not maintain ammo, so a spear. You find, uh, yeah, you find like a spear with kind of like, yeah, you find a spear. <laughs> you kind of almost like Dig your hands into the into like the side of the wall, and while you're like pulling at it, you pull out the spear out of like seemingly nowhere, um, and you kind of go running in um, to stab this uh, sleeper, and um, yeah, you get him straight through the neck. Um, but as you do so, like you continue, like you continue charging through as well. You're just like running with that spear, <laughs> and he's and the sleeper's just on the end of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to keep charging. Yeah, yeah. You're you're still charging. Uh, the sleeper is basically dead at this point. So you have a dead sleeper on your spear. Sweet. Uh, so you keep going past, I assume. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you keep going past. And as you go to approach this, you keep going past, you find that it's opening up into like this small, like it's like cavernous, but it's small at the same time. Like it feels spacious, but when you look at the ceiling, it's actually like right there. Uh, But it is kind of a small temple. And you see sitting there um, a woman with her legs crossed, sitting there, who looks like she's waiting patiently. She sees uh, you, Roscoe, come in with this um, <laughs> dead thing on a spear, um, and she kind of smiles a little bit, waits for the rest of you to come. And uh, when you do, she says, Well, I'm glad someone made it. Are you the mother? Yes. <laughs> I'd like to like run up to her and like sit beside her chair. And, like, just be very, like, submissive to her. Be like, oh, mother, we've desperately been seeking you. Um, she nods, kind of pats her head. Um, and she goes, everyone seeks the mother. I believe we've earned your presence, mother. We've worked very hard to get to you. So, I assume you don't just want my presence, though. We would like to wake, Mother. Is that true? Yes. I. Something tells me I haven't dreamt enough to wake. 
but <laughs> nonetheless, I want to escape this hard reality. Um, she nods, she nods, and she says, you all have held on to too much of your control. You need to let go. That is a secret. Um, so I look around the temple a bit, and I try to get a sense of, like, is there an altar there? Um, it does look like there is kind of, like, it's interesting. It's like has these like pools of water kind of on the ground, like almost like weird little tidal pools, but there's no ocean. Um, and then like on the backside, there seems to be like this kind of wooden plank of a bench um, that seems to have some sort of interest, intricately carved like mythical things carved into it. That's as close as you've got. So I want to like dream a connection and a reading of those mythical carvings and just like sort of enter the sacred space uh, in, in, in a metaphysical way. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. I, you know, honestly, because we only have three minutes left. Um, well, I had an idea. I, yeah. I interpreted what she said a little differently. Okay. I want to dream waking up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I would say that y'all can all like have your own type of dreaming, um, but with the knowledge that this is like your final attempts. And if you don't, I mean, if you don't like, if you lose, if you let go for too long, you will lose control forever. Has it been done before where someone tries to dream in order to wake up? Um, She, I think that's part of it. I want to do that. I want to dream to wake up. Okay. Yeah. Um, you dream and dream and dream, and you just honestly, I kind of want to. I kind of want to get to the deck pull, deck pulling part for the hand. So why don't you all pull your decks? Okay. And I'll pull up five <laughs> cards as well, and we'll see if you guys lose control or not. Poker rules. Am I supposed to Poker have five rules? Cards? I have them. Well, yeah, because yeah, your first. Uh... So you should have five. So who wants to share first? Got a pair of threes. <laughs> There's no bluffing, huh? <laughs> I just got an ace high. I have a great hand. I got nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. I have... Don't mind me while I look up the rules here. Um, it's a, a view behind the curtain. I know. Just a pair. Well, a pair of nines beats a pair of threes. Ugh, it's true. Don't remind her. <laughs> I have a pair of nines. But that's it. Nothing else really matches. So, so we're all dead. Even the DM. Yeah. <laughs> you all lose control. And that's 10 seconds left. Goodbye, guys. I'm so sorry. Thanks, Shadow Traffic, for being here. <laughs> Thank you.